What's up, everyone? Episode four of the Wholesome Podcast. Feels like we've had 50 episodes already, but episode four, we're going to recap the Busta Jack Invitational. Uh, Brad and I were lucky enough to, to get an invite. We signed a team up and uh, we got after it. So uh, we're going to talk about it. If you don't know who Busta Jack is, I'm about to tell you about him. So back in July, I played in the USAM qualifier. I was just playing basically for fun, right? I didn't think that I had much of a chance to get through, but it was at Trinity Forest, uh, one of my favorites in the Metroplex. So I signed up, played, got paired with a guy named Mason Nutt. Um, and... Uh, Throughout the day, got to know him a bit. Mason is one of the one of the two guys that run a TikTok, YouTube, Instagram um, influencer page um, called Busted Jack Golf. Um, they're from here in DFW area. Both really good players and even better dudes. Um, after a while, I played with them a handful of times and uh, just became you know, pretty good friends chatting a bit about the golf industry, uh, what I could do to help them and vice versa. And it's been a really cool friendship. It's been fun to watch them grow. They have done some amazing things, some super cool videos. If you don't follow them, follow them on every social media platform. You will not be disappointed. Um, just super, just good dudes, just guys you want to hang out with. And uh, I think this event that they put on really shows that because of how the turnout. So the tournament was at Gentle Creek and Prosper um, on the north side of DFW. It's one of my favorites. Uh, a lot of fun. It's just not overly hard, uh, easy off the tee box, which is obviously one of my favorite screens are always awesome. And the staff is great. So um, they put they hosted this their first tournament that they've ever hosted. Um, Busted Jack Invitational is what it was called. Um, Brad and I were lucky enough to get the invite and we put together a little team with some buddies and we went out there and kind of got after it. So uh, it was it was a blast. They had just, uh, just to talk about how many people were there and excited to be there. We teed off right at noon and at 10 o'clock, I got a text from uh, from one of the guys on our team that said, I'm here, this place is packed. So two hours before, in my head, I kind of chuckled because I was like, damn, he's there way early. But then I was a little bit jealous that he was there getting to hang out and see all the festivities before me. So um, I got there about an hour and 15 minutes before we teed off and they had PXG on the range, they had uh, flight scope on the range. They had a mobile coffee shop. I'm not a tech, I'm not really a coffee drink, drinker, so I didn't check it out, but uh, I heard it was awesome. Um, and then, uh, you know, it, they were out just greeting people, talking to people. The swag that they gave out was awesome. Great head cover. Just everything about it was just world-class. And that's, I mean, I played in a bunch of events and it was just, it was a great time from the time you got there until the time we left. So um, I'll let Brad talk about a little bit about how we played, but 
it was a, it was a competitive event, a lot of good players and, uh, and we wanted to beat the busted Jack boys. Um, not that uh, we don't love them because I think they're great, but we just, you know, a little, a little competition we had in our own heads to try and, to try and beat them. So. Yeah, no, I mean, it is, there's one of the situations where they probably didn't even know that we want or and maybe, or maybe they did um, just from a little banter back and forth, but no, it was, it was a good time as I um, was telling them, you know, earlier today in a, in a post that they kind of recapped on, on their pages. And, you know, my response to them was like, the vibes were at an all time high. Cause they were, I mean, I, you stepped in um, kind of the confines of General Creek Country Club there, and you immediately knew, like, this is a legit event. Like like you said, Connor, you know, we've both played fundraising events. We've played, you know, every type of event you can imagine and seen all sorts of different swag. And it just you just kind of stepped in there and had a different vibe, had a, a fun, relaxed, laid back, but then at the same time, like, kind of the competitor in me was like, this is awesome that they've got, you know, things like PXG, they've got, you know, wedge stamping that you can get done. You can go get on flight scope and, you know, check some numbers out. So some, some fun stuff, some things that, you know, maybe you could needle your friends a little bit about if you're, if you're out there wanting to do like a little friendly, you know, long drive or something. And, you know, I know that I was not going to step up against you after you pumped one three twenty two in the air um on the range but no it was, was that was the second serve i didn't even hit that one hard hey it's perfect. <laughs> perfect i'm just kidding it i'm just perfect. kidding it was downwind and but it was super cool to see the flight scope numbers and just the the flight scope rep right there just talking about you know the launch monitor what it does and all those things like that's really cool and uh and you can see it if you watch the Busted Jack guys. You can see it in their videos a lot. They hit balls in a basically just the, the garage is what I call it, but uh, they just rip balls into a net, and you'll see the feed of them doing closest to the pin challenges. It's very cool, and uh, I would say that the the flight scope is super accurate. Yeah, it's pretty legit. Um, and I'm speaking of legit, the prizes that they had for this thing. I mean, what they had. $500 rollback gift card. If you had, you know, straightest drive, you had, I believe it was QT drinks every day for a year. If you hit it closest to the pin on one of the par threes, um, you got a, I believe the other, one of the other par threes was like a T box um, membership for a year and some swag. Um, I'm trying to remember what the last one was. Sugar daddy wedges. Three ah, yeah. Wedges. Custom fit wedges from PXG. I mean, that's pretty sweet. You know, for normally, um, not to knock any other events, but like normally a good closest to the pin prize is like a dozen balls. And that's fine, right? Like it's still a $50 prize. Yeah. And so to give away three wedges custom fit is just absurd. So yeah. super sick. And then, uh, and then the prizes for winning. Yeah. I mean, it, the winning team got each individual person um, fully fit PXG driver. So you essentially get to go to the PXG 
uh, store here in Dallas um, and go through the whole fitting experience there, uh, which is cool. I haven't been there yet um, to the new PXG store. So that's a, a pretty uh, a pretty cool thing for um, the winning team. And then uh, you also got um, a flight scope Mevo, right? The kind of the little mini guy, um, which is which is pretty a pretty legit prize in itself, like four or five hundred dollar. Yeah. I mean, it, stupid prizes. These are things that I would have never played for in any other event. Um, so ultimately, like that allure for us as competitors was like, okay, we're gonna go win this thing. Like immediate. I mean, we had been we had been talking about this, um, you know, for multiple weeks leading up to it. And like, our only goal is to go there and win because yeah. why not? The prizes are awesome. And, and selfishly we're like, Hey, this would be awesome because of the fact that like, this is a cool place where we could just kind of maybe wear the logo around a little bit, get some people to kind of get a little bit of a feeler for, you know, wholesome knowing that we're a little bit newer. So this is, it was a good opportunity for us to, to kind of network the brand, you know, put, put the brand out there a little bit and, and have some people react um, to the logo and and obviously maybe maybe have a chance to needle the boys a little bit if we can come away with the dub and uh don't want to spoil anything quite too much yet but we can kind of start diving into kind of how the round started where we started and and kind of maybe a little bit of the year we caught right off the gate yep and i've got uh i got a surprise uh question for you okay that leads to another surprise question and i i'm gonna stump you i'm pretty sure oh okay um yeah but um i i talked to mason today and the winning team got two more things um one thing they got was a uh in free entry into next year's event Mm. and busted jack had custom flags made on every flag stick on the whole golf course and they got a couple extra and they forgot to give them out. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty sweet little deal there, but, um, that's a nice little bonus. Yeah. We, uh, what, what people are going to, people that know general Creek are going to hear it and they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, you should shoot 24 under out there. But it was a, it was a little bit of a colder day. Yeah. The wind, I a high was like 68 or something like that. Um, uh, wind out of the north and blowing pretty hard. So uh, I th- I've played that golf course many, many times. And I do believe that the north wind is the harder wind of the two. Um, the finish, I think the finish is a little bit easier, the last couple of holes. But um, for the most part, the golf course plays quite a bit harder. And so Mason, of course, started us on a par five. He didn't want to give us an advantage. Two B, we had to watch the group in front of us hit. Tried to make us nervous, uh, <laughs> but we we started with two good ones uh, and, and started with an eagle and uh, got the chirping going. So I sent I sent Mason a, a video of the tap in eagle on two from right off the bat, and uh, and it was he was triggered. He was like, "What the heck." a dart off the right off the bat they throw a dart for an eagle so we got it started there and then it kind of rolled 
and uh, we were we were cruising. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think it's kind of one of those situations where you know that these type of things you have to go low if you want any prayer. I'm obviously the beauty of this format being a scramble and this tournament in a in general. Um, I've played in other you know four man scrambles where you can buy the mulligans and you can essentially you know get all the cheater strokes you want. Like no, this was about as legit as legit gets when it comes to a scramble because not only were there no shots that you could get, um, there were people, they had stations on every hole, but there were probably people every two or three holes that were taking scores down, pretty much there to to try to keep everybody honest, um, probably especially due to the nature of the prizes um, that were being given out. Um, and I don't blame them because – I mean, it's legit. Right. Like, you got to go out, you got to shoot a score. And and to your point, like, the golf course, this is, it was my first time seeing General Creek. Um, and I could definitely tell once we stepped off the golf course that the holes that played hard, if the wind was flipped, they would play dramatically easier. And those holes were already the hard holes on the golf course. So they were playing into the wind um, and playing more difficult. So, you know, us starting on a par five, starting with an eagle, I think it kind of takes a little bit of the monkey off your back right out the right out the jump because, you know, like, hey, 200 through one, let's get this going, you know, scramble format. You know, you don't have to sit there and go like, okay, par five, we have to make birdie or we have to make eagle. Like, it just happened. And then I think naturally we just kind of settled in pretty quick. I mean, four solid golfers, you know, having, you know, three or four golf balls on every hole in play, three or four golf balls and every shot that were, uh, were giving us a good opportunity to pick from um, to give us good looks. Um, and then kind of the putters started getting real, real hot there uh, right out the jump. Um, you know, I, I know obviously we, you know, eagled, eagled the first hole. So eagled number two. Um, and then we buried off uh, three and then we went to four four which i believe is probably is it four or five that you consider one of the harder holes um that was playing into the wind yeah four is definitely a really hard yeah. hole. Um, i think we had 200 in uh, as a par four yeah so hitting you know and it was into the wind so you're hitting five iron in there um but i mean we don't have to go through every hole but it yeah. was just uh, really hit it well and um just kind of, you know, we enjoyed each other, which was the most important part, just having fun. Um, and then the putters, like you said, got high. I will say that it's a bit unfair because I I truly have played there so many times. Um, and I really feel comfortable on the green. So it it just, I, I did get the putter going more than uh, more than I, I probably should have. So, uh yeah, we, we made a lot of bombs. Yes. Um, but we, we'll, we'll get to, we had an 85 footer or so drop on the 12th hole. Yeah. Which does, doesn't typically happen, right? No. Uh, and then two holes later, our boy Brad from 208 yards. Let's see, it's another long part four. And this hole, I played this hole a million times and it typically plays from the south wind and you hit anywhere from like 
pitching wedge to lob wedge into it, depending on how hard the wind is blowing. Um, it is a long hole, but you normally it's wide open. You just hit it as hard as you can. You get down there and you, it's, you know, it's rolled out and you have wedge in. Well, we into the wind, we hit a pretty good drive. It was in the rough, but it was a pretty long drive and we still had 208 in. And um, Brad, you hit probably one of the best shots, maybe, maybe the best shot I've ever seen. Um, it's probably exactly. the best shot that I probably, I mean, I, I've hit some really, really good shots, but I, I just, I've been replaying it pretty much since it's happened in my mind over the last pretty much 24 hours. And I just sit there and think like, man, like I can't really pinpoint a shot where I had a picture in mind when I stepped over the ball and the ball did exactly what I wanted it to. And I hit it the exact way I wanted to. And it just kind of, you know, Oh, there you go. Went straight in. Yeah. So 208 into the wind, basically a full bore four iron. Um, that's probably a 225 club for you. Yeah. Right around there. And uh, so that just shows how long it was playing. And this green has a ridge right in the middle. It's nothing crazy. Like, it's nothing insane. But you, you have to hit it on the right side of the tier to have – a good look and we basically were just trying to give ourselves a good chance you hit this thing started right center of the green and as soon as you hit it i remember saying oh bradley <laughs> kind of joking like this is really good and then it when it hit the ground i mean it it literally hit directly at the flagstick and just it disappeared uh so i think it hit like probably eight feet short and rolled right in the center so yeah. uh yeah dude it's seriously it's maybe the best shot i've ever seen i've seen some good ones but from 208 into the wind, out of the rough, to that, you know, to that pen was was really, really sick. So it was awesome to watch. And that uh, it just kept the vibes going. You know, we were already kind of cruising, having a good time, everyone's laughing. Yeah. And then you make it, we all kind of freak out. So uh, that was awesome. You picked up probably two shots on most people in the field there, uh, just naturally, because it, it really is into that wind is a tough hole so uh that definitely definitely helped us yeah. so. i mean it was i mean to your point the vibes were already high but that was i think just a complete mood changer for like i think that really switched our mentality there at that point you know you know that you've got like what five or six holes left you do that and you're like okay this is really kind of the last hard hole that we have left and hey Maybe we can make a run at this thing. Um, but I, I sit there and laugh too, um, just thinking about from back there from 208 after I hit it. And, you know, we didn't know it. Realistically, we probably had an idea that it had a legit chance um, of going in, but we didn't really know um, just, because of, just because of the way the ridge was. Um, you couldn't really see it just fully drop in the hole. But I definitely kind of lost the ball after it after it landed and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And I know a couple of guys in the group were like, Hey, I think he made it. Like we should just go ahead and go up there now. And, and you were like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. we still got to hit like two more other golf shots. Like, let's make sure we hit all of our golf shots. We'll go up there. And, uh, and those um, who jump on our, our social um, page on Instagram, you'll be able to kind of see the, the raw reaction. Cause I looked at Connor and was like, Hey, if this thing's happened, if this thing happens to be in the cup, we need to make sure to get, you know, 
video footage of us walking up just to just one for proof for for the busted jack boys so that way we can we can needle them a little bit more and and kind of bust their chops um and send the video back to them but also to for proof that hey this legit happened um and so that's that's a video that everybody will see if you jump on our Instagram um, of Connor behind the camera, just kind of walking through us, walking from the cart all the way up to the green and the raw reaction where the reality that set in that the ball's in the bottom of the cup and uh, that's when things kind of went nuts. And I'm pretty sure that there were um, a lot of people on the golf course that heard uh, the roar that came from us that hole. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty loud. Uh, and, but I just want to point something out. I hit four iron after you and I was like 20 yards long. Ago. <laughs> I really don't think you were, you were, you were over the green. I, I do remember watching you hit it and you hit a really good one too. And it one hopped over and I was like, okay, fair enough. So, you know, maybe you need to get in the gym. Yeah, or maybe I need uh, a fresh pair of um, Strix on irons to get me dialed. You know, that could help for sure. That and once, sure. hey, and, and I'm thinking about like, once that happens and you, you, you the four irons no longer in play, I think that thing is just, there's a space right here on my wall, perfect for a shadow box of a four iron and just marking it down. Yeah, I mean, I've never made one from over 200, so... I would probably, yeah, I would. I mean, why I not? I would either break it and throw it in the pond, or I would, I would keep it forever. I, so, yeah, I was about to say, I've seen, I've seen some, some helicopter throws. I could, I could definitely see that happening. Not for me. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one, a couple other things about the tournament I want to touch on. Um, Mason and Cole played. From Busted Jack played with uh, with Micah Morris, and uh, I've met Micah before. He's super nice, awesome guy. His wife is awesome. Um, we I played golf with his wife. She hits it great, and uh, you know, just they're a lot of fun to be around, all of them. But as far as hitting bombs, mm. I know exactly no, where you're going. You're talking about 18, aren't you? I've never seen anybody hit it where he hit it on 18. Um, and I've, I've played it in the same. Harder, blowing harder. I played it hotter and blowing harder. And 18 is a par five. Typically in the south wind, you have to hit a really good one. And then it's like three wood just to get it on the front edge or around the front edge. And uh, it plays really hard. Not Maybe not hard. I mean, it's hard to get it on the green into. Um, it was downwind, obviously, because the wind was out of the north. You hit a great drive there. We had 177. Um, and I talked to Micah after. He had 117. That makes me feel just so small. I mean, so, so 117. 117. So what's wild in that group there, he obviously bombs the ball. And if you follow him on social media, you'll be able to see. And when he when he hits it, he looks like smooth, like Freddie Couples. Like it does not look like he's swinging at it. And then Cole and Mason both hit it pretty dang far as well. I would say Mason hits it past me a little ways. 
and Cole is just short of us, maybe like a few yards. Like, and Cole will hit the knuckleball every now and then that really takes off and runs. So they had some bombers in their group, and it would have been fun. I, and I think they're posting the video, so it'll be fun to see their day, how it went. There was a lot of really tough golf shots out there uh, with the wind, and we just, uh, you know, we we kind of we got obviously got lucky. There was a couple of really lucky shots, but we also hit it really good. So yeah, um, it was a blast. We ended up pulling away with the dub, and uh, you know, I to be sh- I'm I'm honestly shocked at what we shot. Uh, yeah, we shot, we shot twenty under. We made two pars. Um, three eagles on the back nine and and before people freak out number 12 on the back nine is a part four the t-bucks was moved up to where it was drivable so it's not we we didn't like do anything super crazy it was just drivable and we happened to get a putt to go in um and we parred or we made birdie on the 13 the other par five so um and then brad's hole out and the 18 was downwind, so we made eagle there. So, uh, super fun. Probably the most fun scramble I've ever played in. There was drinks every two or three holes. There was people walking around or driving around, making sure everyone was happy. They had a closest to the pen with flight scope normalized to where you're hitting a ball 155 yards, closest to the pen, no wind or anything. So it's all it's all through the launch monitor and you get to watch it on the ipad and that was super fun i think that just brings a new a little different aspect to a closest to the pin you know closest to the pin on the golf course is cool but that was that was super cool and they did it for cash which was awesome so you could throw in twenty dollars um to compete and i think the guy ended up winning twelve hundred dollars yeah which is like and they got second which was awesome and i think for second they got um, custom fit PXG putters. Yeah, and I think it was like a hundred dollars a top golf or something like that a piece yeah, too. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, dude, for second place, that's unbelievable. Any all the prizes were like that. So, yeah. um, and then obviously the prizes for first were honestly that's silly. Like it's too good. Um, so uh, we are we're lucky that we kind of had it going that day because I played. Uh, a couple of days before that and I did not have it going. So um, it all kind of came together at the right time for us there. So we got lucky, but um, we are also going to be super lucky. Mason and Cole are uh, talking about coming on the pod. We're going to be setting up a schedule, something on the calendar, hopefully in the next few weeks. And we will get them interviewed. We'll talk about their tournament. We'll talk about their journey through um, becoming influencers and just what it's been like and what it's, you know, looking like in the future for them because it really is a cool thing what they're doing. So um, pretty awesome about that. I know you're excited about that. Um, yeah. And, and and we have a bunch of people that after they saw the post, I had a bunch of texts saying, hey, do you know these guys? And, I said, and you know, lucky enough, I got paired with them in the USAM qualifier. If not, I would never know him. This would have never happened. And, um, you know, so it just really worked out and it's kind of part of wholesome, you know, like who golf brings into your life. And, um, it just really is, they're just just good people. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that conversation. I think it I think we'll get we'll get a chance to really kind of um, expand the story a little bit, learn a little bit more about them, um, you know, outside of golf, you know, just just kind of have a good chat um, and get to know them more. Hopefully maybe it leads into to us playing them in a couple of two V two matches. I know that's uh, something they've done a little bit. Um, and, you know, I, I've heard them talk about some fun and exciting things um, that they have coming up, um, which is exciting to watch too, because, you know, you get to kind of makes everything feel a little bit more real. You meet them, you get a chance to interact with them. You find out how, cool guys they are and what good dudes they are and you're like look this is like this is awesome I'm happy for them I'm happy that they're getting a lot of these awesome opportunities um because they just like I said they just have done it really organically and they're just two really good dudes um so yeah I'm 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 pumped to get that chat um rocking and rolling here um hopefully in the next couple weeks I know that they have busy schedules um traveling around a lot um I know we made the joke that I'm sure that they're not spending a whole lot of time uh, sleeping in their own houses uh, nowadays because of the fact that they have started to really um, add on a lot of stuff to their schedule. But with that comes a lot of really cool and fun opportunities. So it'll be exciting for us to kind of follow along um, and kind of be be brought along for the ride a little bit there, but also kind of just chat with them and, and just, uh, just kind of give them a, another platform um, to kind of tell their story and, and talk about, you know, their experience in the game of golf. Absolutely. So we'll look forward to that and sharing that with you guys, but now on to the fun stuff I'm about to stump Bradley. Mm, yeah. Let's hear it. Favorite hole at General Creek. Ooh. I mean, part of me wants to say like, oh yeah, 14, I made it from 208. Like, you didn't even get to experience like that. True, yes, I didn't get the full experience. Um, ooh. I, that's a tough one. Um, honestly, I, you don't get to see it very often. I really enjoyed 18. Um, I wish it was, Probably not downwind and probably not playing as easy. It'd be even more fun um, because of the the options it gives you. When you go left, you have kind of a, a bunker that completely divides two fairways. You can go either route. Gives you a couple of different angles at the green. Um, I think too, it gives you a little bit of some strategy involved, knowing where the pin is. Maybe going right's better for certain pins. Going left's better for other pins. Um, and I'm sure that. It's not very normal for you to have 177, or if you're Micah and you just hit the ball a mile, having 117. Uh, I mean, that makes that golf hole just unfair. Um, but no, I, I thought that was a really cool hole. Obviously, there's a ton of really good ones, but probably first pass at the golf course, first time I've ever visited, that'd be a hole that I would I would definitely remember and would like to play again. Sweet. Um... Mine is probably seven, um, par four up the hill to the left. Um, we got lucky. It was downwind, right? So we hit lob wedge into it. Typically, it plays into the wind, and there's a big fairway. Like, there's a big 
ridge in the fairway. And so like if you tug one a little left, it'll feed down that ridge. And it's really, really good when it's playing hard into the wind because you have to hit something flighted into a green that has it's two tiers, but it's almost three tiers because front right is a, is a little higher than front left. And um, as you saw, you could throw it off a slope where the pen was. So depending on where you're, you know, where the pen is, you can really play the hole a lot of different ways. And when you miss that green, I've seen uh, a friend miss that green just left to the same pen we were playing. And it is dead. down the hill. Yeah, when it's fast. Front, it gets way down the hill and it's, he has a really, really hard shot from down there. So, like I said, lucky we played it downwind. Got to hit a little flip wedge in there. But typically, that one is awesome. Now, here's the real stumper. Which hole would you change, and what would you do to it? Oh, man. Interesting, because that's – I know that we like to kind of analyze golf holes and, and figure out kind of – Um. Honestly, I would probably change hole one. I'm not a big fan. I, I just, I don't know. Something, something irked me about like in reality, like if I was playing in a, like a tournament where I'm keeping my own score, I'm hitting iron off of one because there's really nowhere, nowhere to hit it. I mean, it's, you hit it through the fairway. You got it downwind. Yes. Fair. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm something about one kind of had me a little sideways at times. Um, man. It's actually a good starting hole. Yeah, but... you stumped me because this is definitely not a question I thought about before mm -hmm. today. Told you. Yeah, I may have to think about that and and maybe. Maybe I might have a better answer when we chat with the Busta Jack boys to to chat about maybe a hole I would change. I've got I've got two that I would change, and it's because that it affects the golf course with the first one. Okay. So I've got uh, I've got a change that'll affect two or three holes really. So mm -hmm. you have to really bear with me here. Um, number twelve, the par four that we drove, we made eagle. Um, we drove it because they moved us up to the 300 T it normally plays like 390 or so. And you have to lay up short of the water. Uh, I don't mind the hole. I think, um, the second shot is too easy for the caliber of hole. It could be there's 200 yards behind the back tee box of grass. And, you know, typically on a normal wind, you hit five iron six iron even maybe you might you might hit a four iron but that's aggressive you lay it up short of the skinny part and you hit pitching wedge nine iron depending on where the pin is the green is great it has a lot of slope to it it's long uh if you miss it right it's fast and firm i would shave the front bank so that if you miss it short it goes in the water because i've seen them get held up there and it just like if you miss it there it should go in the water um I think it's a really good green because it's narrow. If you miss it long, it's gone. You're losing your ball. Um, so you have to hit a good shot. But if you move the tee back, you have to hit a good, you have to hit driver, which makes the hole a lot better. Um, and then, you know, some of the longer guys may be able to hit three wood, nine iron still, but you, you still, it still makes you hit two good shots. Right now you can like 
chunk hook one out there and still have nine iron in. So I like the whole move it back makes it much better. Now the I'm major agree change, with that. Yeah, the major changes come on the next hole. Okay. So the par so five thirteen. Right. So if you haven't played it, you hit something out there, three hundred's the max you hit it. And really three hundred can be even a bit much. I think it would play the tee shot was a little into when we hit it yesterday. And it was Dylan hit a really good one and it probably went 285, 290 into the wind and was perfect, right? Yeah. And from there, you had we had 275 uphill into the wind. Pretty tough second shot. It's not hard because there's nothing around. Like you could hit it in a greenside bunker, but um, it's not a, it's not like you're gonna hit an iron into this par five and make eagle very often. Now, basically center of the fairway where you can see through the gap of trees. The reason I don't like the hole is you only can see from the tee box your tee shot. Yeah. And then you can't see anything else. And that would be okay, but the second shot's just not good. Yeah. So from the second shot where you can see through the tree line, back it up to about 300, 320, 330, whatever you want to be, make it drivable. But I personally would push the green back to where it's up in the, like, cause there's a dam right there that goes to 14 to where it's back in the dam. Mm, so we okay. kinda, you know, that way you can have a fairway short, right? Hitting up, you know, if you lay one up, you have a shot. It just makes it a fun short four, drivable, um, not necessarily easy. You could still make it challenging. You still sure. have to hit a good T-ball, but and for those of you, those of you who still want two par fives, the next hole, it's already long when you play it into the wind. When you play it downwind, it's just it's impossible to make it long because it's just so downwind and firm. But there's a dam that runs 500 yards to the clubhouse. Put it over there across the, on the part of the dam. Just put the tee box back there. Yes. Play it as a par five. Big fan. Big fan of that. Yeah, super sick. It's it just it gets a little more creative. I know the like logistically it doesn't really make sense because how are you gonna no one wants to walk all the way back there, but um, I do. If it's if it's a part if it's if it makes the golf hole better, why wouldn't you? I mean, there's yeah, only a certain but, number of people who are gonna be playing that tee anyways. Yeah, but your average member play, they're not gonna want to walk all the way back there. Fair. So yeah, you can't drive your cart very close to it because the dam is. You know, it's basically made to drive one cart all the way across it. So um, that would be awesome. Then you go tough four, short four, drivable, and then a and then a, a good five. Fair, yeah. Well, and and you have this short three before all that too. Right after that. Right after that, yeah. That yeah. short three, 15 is really, it's it's a good hole. I don't typically play it well, um, but it is a really good hole. And and for whatever reason, that one, when someone misses short, it never stays up. And I think that's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like, you know, thinking about you talking, the reroute, I, I actually enjoy the new routing that you would give that. I mean, I think it makes sense to your point. You know, I obviously haven't played 
12 in the natural way it should be played. So playing it, playing it in its natural way would probably have <clears throat> given me a little bit different of a vibe about that hole. Cause it would have been like, okay, you playing it, whether you're playing it from 300 or 390, you know, yeah, 300 year, you know, in a tournament, I'm still probably not hitting driver just because of the fact that yeah. I know that there's nowhere really to hit it. I mean, you only hit driver and scramble because, you know, you can get somebody put out in the fairway from 300 yards and you just, you know, everybody else just rips driver and hopes somebody, you know, hits a good one. Um, and we got lucky when that happened. But I think that even from 390, like you're still laying up. You just may not be laying up with an eight or seven iron. You may be laying up with, you know, a five or a four iron. And to me, it doesn't materially change the hole at all moving it. I mean, you would have to substantially lengthen the hole and make it like a 470 hole. Um, put another, you know, 60, 70, 80 yards to the hole, make it to where, you know, and maybe maybe you even bring in the fairway a little bit, make it a little bit tighter um, off the tee. So that way, you know, you have to hit a good ball. I mean, I think that that's, there's something to be said, that, you know, Yes, the I don't and I don't think there's enough risk to your point in the second shot. I mean, you hit a good tee shot, second shot's kind of a piece of cake. Um, you know, there's nothing there, especially if you've got a, a short iron in your hand that's really keeping you from hitting kind of wherever you want. And to your point, you you throw in a little bit of the hey, if you miss this thing a yard short and you send the drink, um that changes kind of a little bit of the mentality there, knowing that you really can't hit it long either because it bounces over and it's gone. So I, I like that. I'm always a big fan of short, short fours. So taking that um, par five, which to me is just, yeah, I, there are some holes where I just always scratch my head that they seem to do it on par fives more than anything. I'll make these just second shots that make you want to have like a 280 in. And you really, you know, on a normal day, you you couldn't hit driver on that hole on a normal day when it's not into the wind. And that's no fun when you have to hit iron off the tee and then you still can't get there. Like that's, we've played holes like that before. Doesn't really make sense to me. Um, so I like the thought of taking that to a short four. Um, then that would give you a little fun, fun way of getting from 12 to 13 tee. You could make a fun, you know, maybe make it, you know, a cool little bridge over the water and, and give some, some cool aesthetic look there. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. And obviously the damn tee box count me in. Done. No brainer on the damn tee box. I got one even better for you. Move the fairway on 14 up against the water. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not, the water is not in play. I mean, even where it's at, it's not in play. Um, so yeah, I think you should, yeah, you, you need to shift it over. 30 yards just yeah literally take the hole where the fairway is and shift the bunkers and everything with it over a you know a solid 20 or 30 yards green too and then you miss the green on the left side it's in the water that'd be that'd be awesome yeah but I, yeah i like it I'm a, I'm a big fan now that i know that these type of questions are coming my way i'll be thinking a little bit more on the golf course moving forward i was just having a good time you know pouring in shots from 208 yards and dropping as many birdies as we can make. I mean, man, you, well, you caught me on that one. Now, now you know what rolls through my head while I'm playing golf. Touche. See, there you go. Listeners, now you get 
a nice peek behind the curtain into the brain of a one Connor Malcolm. That's not pretty. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and general, and I don't mean like to knock General Creek because I really do love it. I I love playing it. I there's almost every hole is good, so don't think that I'm bashing it at all. That would be my own personal touches, and that's just um, because that's my opinion, and that doesn't mean that it's right. It's just how I feel. So, um, General Creek does a nice job. Obviously, you know, people don't have to agree. So, uh, but I don't want uh, someone to hear this and think that that I don't enjoy General Creek because that is not the case. I do enjoy it very much. It's just our fun hypotheticals. I mean, let's be real. We've all gone to golf courses and gone. Man, I'd be curious, like, what if you did this to that hole? What if you did that to that hole? What it would what would it materially change <clears throat> the thought process from a competitive standpoint is the way that we look at it, or from a sheer fun, you know, whole standpoint. Um, yeah, I mean, shoot, the golf course was awesome. I mean, I, I have no complaints about the golf courses in great shape. Um, it's just us throwing fun hypotheticals out there and there may be some people who play General Creek and go, hey, I've never thought about that. And that's actually a really cool idea. Um, but I promise we're not changing General Creek. Um, and we're not pushing for General Creek to change. It's just fun to talk, talk hypotheticals because, I mean, that's what we do. Yep. So um, we will uh, see everyone next time. We've got some cool guests lined up uh, over the next few episodes. So stay tuned and uh, we'll catch you later.